0: Hello then, welcome to the second part of this conversation that we've been having right here on AgriTalk Podcast. And with me is Dr. Francis Nangayo from AATF and also Adam Zamenya, who is from Systema Bio. And we've been having a conversation on this whole idea of GMO. And earlier on, uh, as we were speaking uh, Dr. Nangaya was saying uh, when you hear GMO outside there, you think it's a very, very huge monster. So we want to also demystify this whole idea today and get to the point and understand where um, the government was coming from when it was lifting the ban on GMO. All right, so let's get right into it and look at um, the uh, potential harm To human health, when we talk about GMO, because if something that has advantages, it also has some disadvantages. So when we look at uh, GMO and uh, looking at the potential harm to human health, um, from where you sit, uh, Doctor Nangayo, uh, the potential harm of this to human health, uh, we've uh, spoken about cancer, we've spoken about all these other in. Uh, related diseases to this so uh, kindly just explain to us how this uh, can be prevented if it can and also now moving forward are we seeing more of these diseases coming on if we don't take care of ourselves very well
2: yeah uh thank you very much uh, i want uh, I want to say there there has been uh, attempts to uh, through misinformation to link uh, GMOs to cancers and uh, even um, there was a time uh, a group published a paper with their results attempting actually to do that but That paper was subjected to reviews by Academies of Sciences, by regulatory authorities in Europe, in the US, in other parts of the world, and uh, they found that the data uh, packet in that information could not possibly explain what was being claimed. So I want to then say that um, uh, there is actually, to date, there is no data that uh, Uh, unequivocally links uh, GM technology uh, to cancer but you ask the question in the broader realm of uh, health Uh, during the development of uh, GMOs uh, there is particular attention that is paid to uh, evaluating the safety of uh, the product that is being developed around human health looking at for instance the compositional uh, analysis of a GMO versus a non-GMO counterpart. That is done element for element, so that uh, uh, the data that is generated will show that the GMO is substantially equivalent to the non-GMO, except for that minor and specific alteration for protecting maybe an insect or for conferring resistance to drought, that would be the only distinguishing factor. And the regulatory authorities demand that that data must be shown to them and that it must be convincing enough to show that the alteration was only for that desired attribute. Mm -hmm. So because of that scrutiny and only GM foods go through that battery of uh, uh, investigation, I think that uh, uh, the safety around GM food uh, would not be a source of concern. And if historical information is anything to go by, uh, GMOs were commercialized in the U.S. and other countries like Argentina, Brazil, Canada, uh, South Africa in the 90s, for instance. And there has been continuous adoption cultivation and use of them for all this time and uh, this is now about 25 to 30 years and if uh, uh, any red flags around cancer would have been spotted we would would have known and if we knew then they would especially backed by the evidence I wouldn't even come to this studio and say eat GMOs, especially if the scientific information points clearly that there is a link. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: Thank you so much for that. Uh, Adams, uh, with regards to that, let's, let us also look at uh, potential harm to the environment. Also, you can chime in on the um, potential harm to the human um, beings and also look at the potential harm to the environment at large.
1: Um, I would say there's, there's less harm to the environment uh, based on the discussion we've had from, from both sides. Um, I, I think for me, maybe what I would maybe repeat is uh, there's enough reason to believe that consumption of uh, organically produced products uh, do not significantly reduce the risk of developing cancers, but that it may limit the development of lymphomas among other things, um, it's, it, it's healthy. And like Dr. Francis has just mentioned, uh, data has not been very conclusive in as far as uh, telling us the harms and the benefits um, of, of either. Uh, ultimately, I think we're all trying to achieve the same thing. The aspects of damage to environment from our context come through, say, greenhouse gas emissions, uh, that come about from un- unhealthy farming practices. So f- uh, that's one of the things our technology tries to to resolve or solve uh, by enabling farmers to to basically capture the gas that would have escaped and use it productively to cook and to run uh, productive appliances in the farm. And of course, uh, and I have to write like this and probably. Um, uh, repeated over and over and over is that uh, the biofertilizer that comes out of these is without a doubt uh, beneficial to to the soil and ultimately uh, also to crop production. We have data internal data that shows those who use the biofertilizer uh, generate crops faster uh, and produce more, for instance fruit, say the avocado we have data. With us, so in general, in general, we we do not see um, any harm to the environment as a, as a result of trying to improve how we farm, both from a crop and animal perspective. So that's what I would say. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you, um, Dr. Nangaya.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, just uh, maintaining the same script of. Uh Going about agriculture with due sensitivity to the environment I I would like to just add on what uh, my my friend Adams has said that uh, For instance, he's talked about biofertilizer. I think from an organic farming point of view there are also things called biopesticides biopesticides these are uh, 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 These are products that would control a pest, but they are not of a chemical origin. In other words, their mode of action is so specific and will deal with a target pest only without necessarily killing other biological organisms. And one of the biopesticides that has been commercialized for the last 50 years has been what is called BT sprays. BT sprays uh, in the US uh, this became commercialized in the 50s, even in Kenya here the Pest Control Products Board has registered the use of BT sprays Mm -hmm. in gardens and things like that BT sprays so scientists with the knowledge of molecular and cellular biology have said okay if this lesson of BT sprays or biopesticides are helping us to go about farming in an environmentally friendly way. Why don't we maybe endeavour to make the plant to generate its own BT so that you don't have to spray, so that if you happen to spray and it happens to be on a rainy day, then maybe you'll have to respray. So it is like just building on that BT spray, but now using... Uh, current knowledge of molecular biology so that uh, uh, we can have the plant now use generate its own bt rather than buying uh, a bt product which is an organic product spraying and then and then uh, achieving the same results so we are just saying uh, rather than using the The standard dialing that we used to do in the 80s these days we work with mobile phones in the pocket because knowledge about Telecommunication has advanced so much Uh, uh, We all end up communicating and we used to communicate those days, but this time is even more faster real time and even better Mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I The whole trust about use of GM technology is not about to damage the environment is about uh, is also with due regard <laughs> and sanctity to the environment mm-hmm. and the BT cotton that we now that was commercialized in Kenya, it's just like trying to control those pests of cotton using the BT organic sprays. Only this time round, we are making the cotton to generate its own BT to control that particular noxious pest and nothing else. Thank you.
0: All right. Um, so we are about to uh, wind up. And even as we near the, the the winding of this conversation, I would like us to look at um, now we as a country in terms of uh, GMO and going forward. Um, is this the way to go? And uh, what would you t- like to tell a listener who... Um, thinks that uh, they are, they can use other different ways instead of using GMO and what can could you tell someone who wants to use GMO now going forward even as a country we know we have a new government that really supports agriculture so even as we move on as a country where are we going in terms of uh, GMO? What is it going? What is it coming to really solve? And uh, would this be a safe way to go? So, uh, between the two of you, who'd who'd like to start? All right, Doctor Nangayo, Adams has uh, pointed to you, so <laughs> let us start with you, so that at least uh, we conclude.
2: Yeah, thanks, uh, Kelvin. Uh, uh, in concluding, uh, you you wonder whether this would be the only way to go. My response is that uh, this is the way to go, but I want to qualify that it is not the only way to go. You get my qualification, mm-hmm. but it is a way to go. And Kenya had already uh, approved uh, the cultivation of BT cotton so that we can produce cotton, we can revive our collapsed industries. that We used to have things called Kikomi and in In Thika here there were all sorts of meals, so that they can roar back again. We want to do that also to control maize, pests such as the fall armyworm that was never here before and the one that farmers have really pained to look for ways of controlling it. We are also living in a world where uh, uh, climate change is now not a myth but a reality. We have droughts occurring more frequently and more severely And if science through genetic engineering can give us crops that are drought tolerant, I think that would be headed in the right direction. Uh, uh, What is still also in the labs and under research is that uh, scientists are also exploring uh, genetic innovative ways of developing plants that can use nitrogen more efficiently. In other words, plants that would not Need doses of fertilizer to grow and give very high yields. And if for sure we come up with such plants and we demonstrate that they are safe and they can grow in very poor soils, indeed, I think those are. Technologies that will help the smallholder farmers that, have, uh, that are having very huge budget deficits wondering whether I should buy food or I should buy seed and agro-inputs.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, I support that. Uh, I also just want to add, and I think I said it earlier on, the element of uh, education. Uh, going forward, I would recommend that owing to the fact that there is misinformation or lack of it that we focus as a country on on ensuring that our farmers understand the options that they have and that with that scenario they're able to make uh, conscious choices on the kind of technology or not uh, in as far as farming is concerned because I think from from an informed position they're able to do that uh, they are fairly smart people, actually very smart people. It's just that I think sometimes they're bombarded with wrong information or over information or there's a lot of interference in, into that ecosystem in the, in the rural setup. So I would advocate for, as a country, we focus more on educating our people on the merits and the demerits of the options available. Uh, and we've clearly discussed this today, and I think this information should reach every part of the country. I probably start with the head of the country to stand firm and say, farmers, we're going to protect you, we're going to educate you, we will ensure that you're you're doing the right thing and you're supported in doing so. Uh, And then we will solve food issues, we will take care of our environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thanks.
0: All right, there you have it. Um, that is Adams Amenya from Systema Bio. And earlier on, you had uh, Dr. Francis uh, Nangayo from AATF. And we were having a conversation on this whole idea of GMO, whether to go uh, for it or against it. But um, you have it by yourself. You choose for yourself. All right, my name is Kelvin Yakuni. We've come to the end. Thank you so much for joining us today.